the reality is your operating system determines what your actions or results are going to be. Your operating system is your mind. If you do not have the right attitude about it, you're not going to do it. And you're not going to do it with excellence. And you're not going to do it in a, in a giving heart. I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Chris Ronzio, founder and CEO of Trainual, and you just heard Adam Contos. Adam is the Remax CEO, the Chief Executive Officer of Remax, a massive publicly traded company. So if you've ever wanted to get inside the world of a Fortune 500 CEO, then this episode is for you. Now, Adam started his career at Remax almost 20 years ago as an independent contractor and worked his way up to the very top of the food chain, climb that corporate ladder, and he's going to share his stories, his tips, his tactics, how he does strategic planning, how he rolls out communication to a company with thousands and thousands of employees all over the world. So if you can imagine yourself at that scale someday, or you just want to take a page from his playbook and stick it in yours and your size company, you're going to love this episode. Take a listen. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Ronzio. And as you heard in the intro today, we are talking with none other than the CEO of Remax, Adam Contos. Hey, Adam. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to see you again. This will be fun. Yeah, you too. It's been a little while. But uh, yeah, we had, we had a lot of great conversation last time we, talk, we uh, caught up. So this this will be the sequel. If anyone wants to listen, you can go to the Start with the Win podcast and uh, and and listen to the first episode. I guess the first iteration. So, <laughs> so I wanna I wanna go through quickly your background because people might not know this, but you used to run a SWAT team. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, early '90s, I became a police officer and and kind of. I mean, my dad was in law enforcement. He was in federal law enforcement. My brother's a police officer. So uh, I grew up in law enforcement and worked my way up through a, a very fast growing uh, sheriff's department. I worked patrol and uh, undercover narcotics and things like that. A lot of street type work and got on a SWAT team. Uh, I was in the Marines. So kind of kind of helps you fall into that whole piece and uh, ended up after um, about a decade becoming the SWAT commander. And it was, it was the greatest job in law enforcement. I got to drive around and go to fun calls. So what else can you ask for? Right. So, so as you're doing that, as you're SWAT training and going on these crazy missions, did you think someday I'm going to, I'm going to sit at a desk and do uh, do business? Was that like part of the plan? Well, I, I had always been an entrepreneur. So uh, in the, in the nineties, I started an online business, which really wasn't the best time to start an online business. People didn't trust doing business on the internet yet, but uh, I was selling to um, government employees, government entities, selling like law enforcement supplies, things like that. So built a website, had that, that whole um, product line and things like that. And it just, it, it was more trouble than it was worth. I was profitable, but it was, it was kind of a pain. So Shut that down. Started another business, uh, a consulting business, where uh, I was a counterterrorism instructor, homeland security consultant, things like that, and uh, started doing security consulting, which is kind of how I got onto the uh, the Remax radar. And I I had known the founder of Remax in the '90s. I mean, he got it. We had met uh, before. In fact, I was working an off-duty job at the golf course. He was building, kind of doing nighttime security one night. It's the only night I ever did it. 
he comes by, he's like, hey, how's it going? I go, good. What are you doing here? He goes, well, I'm Dave. I own this place. I go, I'm Adam. I'm protecting this place. So thank you. <laughs> and he goes, you want to go drive around, see if there's any, any uh, destructive animals? Because they had like porcupines that would eat their trees and stuff like that. I said, sure. Well, we got stuck in the middle of nowhere in a suburban out four-wheeling. Um, we drove over this long piece of plastic and are wrapped around the drive shaft. So in the middle of the night on this mountainside, he and I are laying underneath the suburban cutting plastic off the bottom of the suburban. And uh, that's how we got to know each other. But wow, I, I pitched my product, a, a service, an agent safety program to Remax one day to the CEO at the time, Margaret. And um, she wanted it. And he's like, hey, I'll mentor you in business and eventually ended up working here. Man, so it's it really is all about who you know, who you meet, who you develop relationships with. Now, I went to the Remax headquarters for the first time in 2017, and I remember walking into the building, and there's like flags hanging from the ceiling, and it's this big building and beautiful boardrooms, and you can see the you know, all the snow-capped mountains in in Colorado. And as a small business owner, that's like the dream walking into a place like that. So when you walked in there, 2003, you're a contractor and 15 years later, you're the CEO. So you've got to take us through at least like the high level of how the heck that happened. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one of the, uh, it, it, it's never given to you. I mean, it just, it, it doesn't come out that way. And everybody looks at it and they go, oh, how'd you become the CEO? And it was through 15 years of hard work, really. So um, when I had originally met Dave, in call it 95, 96. Um, so we're talking a long time ago here. And I started working for Remax full-time 2004. So um, I was consulting all of 2003 for them, did about a year contract with them uh, as a consultant working on the, the safety programs. But um, really when I had met him originally, I asked him if he would mentor me. And he said, well, I'll mentor you, but you, you have to follow some mentee rules. That being one, you have to be a sponge. I said, you mean I just have to go learn a whole bunch? He goes, no, you have to learn and you got to give back. Yeah. So, uh, and then the the next one was, he said, you have to take action. So, you know, you're, you're a systems and process guy and systems and processes are great. And we always talk about those with other business leaders, but ultimately nothing happens until you take action. Yeah. And And those are really two of the key things that I got from Dave was, you know, go out and learn and become better at your craft and, and don't be afraid. I, I didn't know sales or marketing. I worked narcotics. That was my experience in sales and marketing, which by the way, teaches you good sales. I w- worked undercover for a couple of years, but ultimately, you know, I needed to learn business sales, <laughs> the, the legal <laughs> way of doing it. And um, I, I got that instruction from him and then I put it to work, running different regions, um, becoming the head of marketing over technology, HR, chief operating officer, sales, all of this stuff, all the way up to the CEO. Yeah. So a lot of discipline, a lot of doing the work, and we're going to get into that. You know, we had Michael E. Gerber on the show who wrote E-Myth, and he's been a mentor to me. And he said, a lot of people read the book, not everyone does the book. And that's kind of what you're saying, you know, put the put the lessons into into work. You've got to execute. So I'm curious, last question on the background, are there things that you took from the SWAT program or your team that you still use today? Yes. Um, in fact, the probably one of the biggest ones that I use is the story of the beast. 
And there's, we, we all, especially now, when you, you look around, you know, we got this COVID environment, everybody's afraid of everything. Um, well, that, that's, that's one of our emotions, it's fear. And that fear lives within all of us. And that fear is a beast. And that beast will stop you from doing what you need to do. So um, I was on a SWAT call decades ago and a, a, a fellow commander from another team um, was there with my team. And he, he said, Adam, hey, can I brief the, the team? I said, yeah. So he goes, he, he gets everybody together and we always do like a locker room talk before. I mean, if, if we have the opportunity to, uh, you know, sometimes just hit the, hit the ground running if there's like a barricaded gunman or whatever, but um, we had time to brief. And so he started telling this story about the beast that's within all of us and how we can go in to the room with the beast or we can go into life with the beast and let the beast scare us into submission or bully us into paralysis and not take action because of the beast. Or we can go in and we can look at the beast as our friend hmm. and we go in to have fun with that beast. It's like going to a party where you know somebody's gonna be there and you don't think you're gonna like them and you go in, you're, you're either really challenged to enjoy yourself and get anything done, you're not gonna go dance at the party, you're not gonna meet anybody, you're not gonna be happy, or you go in and you put a smile on your face and you go up to them and you enjoy yourself and you make the most of it. And the, the idea behind this was the beast is always there. It's, mm -hmm. are you gonna go in and fight the beast or are you gonna go in and party with the beast? <laughs> and so we all wake up every morning and we have a challenge. No matter what it is, it doesn't matter. It's all different. We're all different in, in our challenges and our fears in life, every single one of us. But the idea is, are you going to embrace that and love it and look for the opportunity and go party with the beast? Or are you going to let it shut you down for the day? And that was the biggest thing I took from it. So, yeah, so so I'm sure you use that with your team when they come to you with problems. It's, uh, it's identifying the beast, right? And then going to party with the beast. That's it. That's yeah. it. You can do anything, Chris. It's, it's just a matter of what is your attitude about it. Right. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we're coming into the end of the year as we're recording this. And I'm curious with an organization as large as yours, how do you communicate next year's vision, not just to your direct reports, but to the whole organization, to your affiliates, your broker owners, how do you communicate that? Well, I mean, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta be present. So as a leader, you need to be present both with your, your customers. Uh, I mean, we have, we have multiple levels of customers. We're a franchising organization. So we have the consumer, we have the agent, we have the franchisee, which is offices. And then obviously I have employees as well. And that spans well over 100,000 people in over 100 countries, plus 600 employees here in North America. And if you're not present, people don't trust you. And if they don't trust you, they won't seek clarity in what you're saying. So you, you've got to be there. And I mean, I'm, I'm here on video and COVID actually has taught us a lot of lessons where it allows us to become more present. We've just made excuses for not being present in the past because we're like, I can't get in front of them. Well, guess what? That excuse is gone. So, um, so we're here on video now and, and I get to be in front of my employees at least quarterly. I get to be in front of my customers quite frequently, several times a week on video. And you just, you give them clarity on what the mission of the company is. 
Yeah. And you, you have to make small adjustments on that, but ultimately it's not changing all that much from year to year. Maybe small adjustments, maybe you're adding on, you know, bolt-on services or, or parallel activities or markets, but ultimately your foundation for your business has not substantially changed over the past 12 months. And you continue to update people about that and continue to set that North Star and give them clarity on what their mission is. Yeah. So it's, so it's about alignment and trust. And by being in front of them, like we've kind of been forced to be this year, be a little more vulnerable. You're building, constantly building alignment, building trust. And so just get out there and do it is what you're saying. Get on, get on video and, uh, and talk to people. That's it. I mean, you, you should be thinking of, of three letters. It spells the word ACE, A-C-E, alignment, communication, and execution. Yeah. Love that. So shifting gears a little bit to your podcast, start with the win. I mentioned it earlier. I don't know a lot of public company CEOs that have podcasts. So why did you decide to do this? Why is it important to you? Oh boy. I, I could, I could name a number of reasons why I wanted to get on there. I, I take it back though, to be a sponge. And I kept growing as uh, somebody in the executive seat, somebody in leadership, somebody uh, who's in, in business growth. And I saw a lot of people who were struggling from the same challenges. And they were struggling from those challenges because they weren't communicating the solutions to those challenges with, challenges with other people that were struggling from those challenges. And I was, I was at a marketing conference, um, Social Media Marketing World, Michael right. Stelzner puts it on. And I met him in the hallway and, and I wanted to do a better job of communicating with my customers. And he said, hey, do you have a podcast? And I said, no. And he goes, well, you need to have one. I said, okay. So it took me a few years to finally kind of get it together. If you, you know, we hear about this, people say, hey, you should go do this. And it just hit me one day and I, I told my marketing team, I said, I want to start a podcast. So we hired a producer, producer Mark, and we started the podcast and I thought, learn how to do this myself. So I went out and I bought all the same equipment. It's, it's right here. I have pod, I have a mixer board right here. I'm talking to you on my mic. I got my headphones right here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just recorded one this morning, in fact. And so I, I had to go out and learn how to do it myself. So I could say, I, I knew the mechanics. That's kind of how I think. But what I did then was I challenged my customers to start doing it. So we have a lot of people in the Remax network and model mortgage, um, in the companies that we deal with that now have a podcast because they're like, Adam's going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So it's just, it's be a sponge, take it in, give it back. And that's, that's why I have a podcast. I love that. And because you went to a conference and you see a lot of startups that are being told to do podcasts and someone in your position is not always the first one to do something like that, but because you acted quickly, now you're influencing others to do the same in your network. So it's great, uh, you know, um, the cycle like you've been talking about. And I love the messaging behind your show. So you talk a lot about needing to be in your right mind and body if you want to be right in business. And so I want to dig into those things. Let's start with mind. What is this all about? Well, the, the reality is your operating system determines what your actions or results are going to be. Your operating system is your mind. If you do not have the right attitude about it, you're not going to do it. And you're not going to do it with excellence and you're not going to do it in a, in a giving heart. So, you know, ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you're trying to align everything that causes you to take action. And that, that starts in your mind. You've got to be happy as a human being. 
I mean, this, you know, business is not just going in and going, oh my gosh, we sold a lot of product or service or whatever. Yay, we're successful. You're not successful if you're unhappy, you're miserable, your relationships are terrible, you're out of shape, you're unhealthy, things like that. So all these things have to play together. And it starts with you and your representation to yourself of how life is, how life goes. And the beauty is you get to decide. So that's having that mindset of I can. And I'm I'm actually I'm I'm writing a book right now called Start with a Win. And it's part of what I talk about is when I need to convince myself that I'm going to do it, I just tell myself, I can, I can, I can. And you can actually feel that going through your body, but you have to realize that it's true. Yeah. And you know what? That gets that beast out of the room. It totally gets the beast out of the room by having the right mindset. So you can think if you got the right mindset, you're going to do anything. You're going to you're going to work on your health. You're going to work on your relationships. And those are both more important than your business. Yeah. And you're going to work on your business. Do, do you think people, most people are introspective enough to realize that they've got some issue there? Or how do you take stock of where you're at to know if you've got to do some work? You got to write it down. Hmm. I mean, it, I'll tell you, I, I write in my, on my iPad. I, it's my journal. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I I write on it all day, every day. And it's the, the reality is unless you can reflect on it, you can think it all day long, but if you don't write it down and look at it, you're not going to realize what you're grateful for. And you're not going to realize what you got to get done. So stop guessing because all you're doing is you're just putting out fires all day. If you're just guessing and by writing it down, it, it forces you to create a plan of, I feel this way. I'm working on this. I'm trying to accomplish this. Here's what my day looks like tomorrow, um, you know, Friday, next week, whatever it might be. And and it puts you in a place where you feel confident and you feel accomplished. And you can do anything if you feel those two ways. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned the iPad and I do the same thing. What's crazy is I can look back months ago or years ago and see kind of like a different state of mind that I was in. I was super stressed, right? A lot going on. It's by having that journal of what you write down, it's a, it's a snapshot of what's going through your mind at that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I learned all about this from, um, from Darren Hardy and Darren, great guy. He's a, he's a really close friend of mine. And he gave me this journal called living your best year ever. I, I use it every year. You got to tell him, thank him for me. I was with another right. friend of his and he texted him in the car. And so Darren's going to get sick of hearing about me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, I, I love that journal. It, it makes you think about all those different aspects of your life and write them down. I mean, it gives you a paper to write on. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that, that guy, he doesn't just say it. He doesn't just publish it. He actually does it. I've, I've sat there my wife and I vacation with him and his wife and you sit there and you watch him and you're like, are you really are this way? And he goes, yeah, I am. How do you think I got this way? I'm like, okay, I, I love that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, if you're not willing to put down your thoughts, your feelings, your aspirations, your goals, things like that, and, and then work your way through this in writing, you're not holding yourself accountable to getting better. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We'll link that book up. It's a great resource for everyone listening. So next piece here is body. You mentioned health a little bit, fitness. So 
we're all busy. How do you squeeze in the time to take care of your body? I guess I would say. I'm intentional. It's, if, if there's one thing that I tell people, it's be intentional. And you got to be intentional with all of those different aspects of your success. Um, if you are neglecting part of that, you got to think of life like a wheel. And in fact, in, in living your best year ever, it, it has the wheel in it. Mm-hmm. And you fill out, okay, where am I at with all these different things? Well, a wheel doesn't work if part of it is flat or missing. So that's how life works. If, if part of these success principles are missing in your life, it, you're going to freeze right there. And that might be that you don't have the energy to get through a meeting or get through a day, or it might be that you're neglecting your body. So you're not, I mean, reality is, hey, as we age, if your body starts deteriorating, so does your mind. Yeah. That's the way it works. I'm sorry to tell you, but, um, you know, we get this period in our, you know, 20s where we can maximize our performance, even though we're, we're treating ourselves like crap. But as soon as you get past that, you're not going to be able to think properly, remember things, uh, and your emotions are going to be challenged. You're going to lose emotional control and, um, and therefore, no emotional intelligence, no emotional maturity. You can't make decisions. You can't commit to things. It's all, it all starts in your body. And if you're not willing to treat yourself well, other people aren't going to treat you, you well. So, um, you know, COVID, for example, it's like, are you wearing your mask? I'm like, are you working out? Are you drinking water? Are you eating healthy? Because your mask is one component of your immune system. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for it. Keep each other healthy. But the reality is if you're not keeping yourself healthy, you're doing me a disservice too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, this is, it's been a tough year. And so, you know, if people are struggling with mind and struggling with body or struggling with their business and maybe have gone out of business, you know, people could be, uh, you know, suffering in a lot of areas. Is there a, a, a right order to tackle these, these things on the wheel? No. Um, I mean, here's the reality. You, you need to work on all of them and you need to have a plan for all of them. If you're not willing to work on all of them and have a plan for all of them, something's going to fall off the map. It's, it's interesting because it's like when um, I went, I went and got an MBA about five years ago and I was running a company while I was getting an MBA and they said, you're going to, you're going to have to juggle all these things. Just don't neglect one more than neglect any particular one more than one day in a row. Hmm. So you got to like balance all these things. And I thought, well, I'm not going to neglect any of them. So I, I scheduled the, just the daylights out of myself. I mean, my, my calendar did not have free time on it. I blocked everything out, but I got everything done. I got a 4.0 on my MBA and I continued to grow the company and my family was happy and I was healthy. So you can have it all in life. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's a reality. You can have it all, but you got to be really disciplined and work for it. But it's super rewarding when you succeed in those things. So you just got to work. So important. And and you snuck it in there, but your family was happy. And I think a lot of people listening to this and trying to build businesses, that's an easy area to sacrifice if you're so concerned with your business or your workout schedule or whatever it is. And so I love that you're, you're putting even attention to all this. You are a super motivational guy. So I'm curious, like, did something flip a switch in you at one point? Like, how, how did you start being able to, to share about this? Was it something in your own life or how did you get this way? 
you know, we, we all have those moments where we, we hit rock bottom, whatever that definition is for us. I mean, I've been burned out before. Um, I've been miserable before. I, I've been through a divorce. I mean, we, we've all gone through some challenging things in life. But really, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hit you until that moment where you sit there and you say, never again, and I'm going to be the best I can be. And you just got to gotta commit. It's, it's hard every day. I mean, it's, being successful is not a destination. It's a journey and you have to wake up and you have to go after that journey every single day instead of thinking, all right, I've made it. I'm here. I'll put my feet up. I'll get fat. I'll get lazy. I'll start letting my brain deteriorate. Uh, I'll drink, whatever it might be. Successful people don't get that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where they're at in their life. They keep working at it until the day that they die. Because as soon as they decide to stop working at it, that's when they die. So, um, I mean, I, it's, it's weird because you don't, you don't comprehend when you've been doing it for so long. And I'm, I've got, I mean, so I've been at Remax for 17 years now. Um, and, and I've been hitting it as hard as I possibly can during those 17 years. I don't remember what it's like to burn out. I don't remember what it's like to, to let myself get fat or miserable or whatever it might be. Becomes a lifestyle. It's just, yeah. normal, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your habits. Yeah. Your habits yeah. create your results. What, so, when I first started getting into this, this fitness routine and everything, a friend of mine was really pushing me to, to, you know, we were checking in with each other every day. It was like an accountability buddy. And I asked him, how long do I do this for? And he wrote back simply forever. And, I, and that, that stuck with me. I was like, okay, this is, this is new life. So I, I've got a couple more questions as we take this to a close here. Um, we talked about vision earlier, but you've also got operational goals. You've got company goals. You've got personal goals. And picking the right size goals to set yourself up for success is important. So how do you think about that? What's the right level of challenge? Well, all your goals need to be able to be deconstructed. If you can't deconstruct your goals into activities, then they're not goals, they're dreams. So really, I mean, a goal is a destination people try to get to. But how do we turn those things into micro commitments on a daily basis? Because I mean, what is a goal? A goal is a commitment, right? It's I'm going to do this by this time. And you hear about smart goals and all the rest of this, but ultimately, if, if your goal is smart, you need to be able to deconstruct that into a micro commitment that you're working on every day or every other day or however many you know however many times a week or whatever. And it, but if you can't if you can't fit that goal activities towards that goal into a week period, it's not a goal. It's an aspiration. And I mean, you might as well go, all right, at some point, I hope that my paths cross with this opportunity or something like that. So I look at it and I say, okay, what, what is that yearly goal? Let's break it down to half yearly and then let's go quarterly and then let's go monthly and then weekly. And then what do we need to do each day in order to accomplish that? I can tell you one thing. In business, it is almost always how many times can you create an interaction with your customers? And that's pretty much it. It doesn't matter who they are, where they're at in the world. I got I got people globally that I talk to. And I mean, I've, I've been Facebook messaging uh, a guy in, uh, I think he's in like a United Arab Emirates today. Um, I've, I've, been, I've been around the world probably a couple of times today talking to people, talking to customers. Um, this is the third video recording I've done today. 
Uh, I zoomed into a business preparation meeting this morning, um, gave a speech there, uh, talked to two other CEOs of major franchise companies today. I mean, just get out and do it. And I have goals for all those things. They created business today for us. But the reality is I just didn't sit back and go, hey, look at my screen. What's going to happen? Yeah. Very intentional. And so the most micro level and the last question here, when I was on your show, you asked how I start with the win. What's the daily habit? And so for your goals, annual, half year, quarterly, monthly, weekly, what do you start every day with? I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. My, my alarm doesn't even need to make noise. My phone just, the, the screen turns on and it kind of lights up the room. And then Seymour, my 95 pound German shepherd sticks his nose in my face, gives me a kiss. He's like, Hey dad, it's time to get up. And so 4.30, I wake up, I go and I brush my teeth, get dressed to go to the gym, um, grab a cup of coffee with some MCT oil, coconut oil, some nutrients, collagen, things like that in it. I, I love energizing my body and my brain and that fat and those nutrients do that. Yeah. And then I watch my Darren Daly from Darren Hardy, which is a short little video. I study a little bit of a concept. Um, like today, I was listening to uh, an audio book by one of the CEOs that I talked to today. And, um, you know, just I, I start my day and then my wife, Kelly, walks in, give her a hug for a minute, two minutes to where I love her. And we go to the gym. So, awesome. um we're so back investing home. in that balance in all areas of your life, just like we talked about here. Adam, this was great. Thanks so much for diving into this. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up, but obviously everyone listening, go check out Adam's podcast, Start With a Win. And if they want to connect with you elsewhere, is there somewhere else they can follow you? Yeah, they can find me on all the social media platforms at Remax Adam Contos or Adam Contos CEO. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, me up in all those places. Follow me, like me. I put out a lot of Thanks. material. So, all right. Well, everyone, thank you, thanks for listening. Go and Google Adam and follow him on all the social platforms. Check out his podcast. And Adam, thanks again. This has been great. Thanks, my friend. Great to see you again. You too. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.